is an advocate for our shared humanity driven by optimism and curiosity leading with humility he empowers others to reach their best selves from a humble background he has turned self doubt into growth and sought transformative mentorship fueled by purpose he is dedicated to creating equity especially in stem fields and as we prepare to delve into our conversation on the topic at hand organizational leadership and empowering diversity here's an exciting twist let us tickle bala's brain first so bala get ready for a rapid fire round of random words i'll mention a few and i'd love to hear the first thing that comes to your mind in response without thinking much if you are ready let's dive in hello yeah i am ready thank you <laughs> here comes the first word curiosity baby invention radio future female book uh oh this is a tough one okay <laughs> gb god of lecture and bark a douglas hoff starter uh-huh and movie Forest Gump. Yeah, even I love that movie. One of my guests have recommended it, and I immediately watched it. I've become a big fan of it. Next is technology. Mm, smartphones. Creativity. Mother. Universe. Expanding. Aliens. They exist. And the last one is diversity. Strength. Awesome. So thank you so much for participating in the first rapid fire round. so sportively bala there is one more waiting towards the end of the episode so stay tuned and folks welcome to the guiding voice podcast series where we embark on transformative conversations for a better future i'm your host navin samala dedicated to making the world a better place through valuable discussions that add value not only to your life but also to your career and thank you so much for tuning in bala hearty welcome to TGV the guiding voice and uh, thank you so much for being part of our journey in shaping the lives and careers of millions across the globe and excited to have this conversation today how are you thank you i am doing great thanks navin <clears throat> thank you for hosting me it's been a honor i've been listening to your podcast for a while now it's very very thought provoking and i couldn't believe that i'm here sitting with you and talking with you but thank you for having <laughs> me i am doing great today <laughs> awesome so pleasure to get started and let's begin with your success mantra so please share with us the top 3 things that have attributed to your success so far top 3 i will always start with family first like that is like it's more like <clears throat> the pot that grew the little plant right into a tree or our big forest it is so family is first one and the support they provided then mm-hmm. followed by mentors in form of teachers in form of peers or even extended group of people who you learn a lot every day from so mentors are the second one and the third one i would say is the belief that everyone can do things like that was the turning point for me the first two the like first one you have by birth the second one you have by circumstance the third one i felt that was the unlocking factor for me and for everyone i work with these days it's the belief that you can and everyone can is mm-hmm. a turning point to create a great things in life yeah Su- such a powerful one in fact i also strongly believe in that and through the guiding voice one of our purpose is to make sure that unsung heroes come and share their stories so that people everybody can think that they can also do whatever people like you are doing that's the whole intent and uh, let's move forward so bala please share a personal experience where you have witnessed the 
positive impact of strong organizational behavior within a team or a company my role has evolved recently so probably i have to go back because i want to share something which i experienced firsthand mm-hmm. and it was also a life changing experience for me so back this was a time where i was in india back in 2008 times like things were a little bit tough recession times and i was working for a consulting company so this is my time where i also started transitioning into a lead from mm-hmm. being an individual so we were uh, put on a banking project so it's kind of unique because the infrastructure back in the day vpn and stuff did not allow you to work from your own office due to the banking systems so you would have to go to a bank space where they have their network and access to the data so i was originally from chennai and we had to go to bangalore with like four of us like the team is four i was leading it and there were three other uh, engineers on the team and we were sent to bangalore and we were given a guest house right opposite to the bank space and we were very excited like oh this is going to be great then we realized the reason we were given a guest house was the quality was so strenuous you have to clock in almost like 18 hours a day or 20 hours a day too there were days where we only get few hours of sleep mm-hmm. so the thing that was a great <clears throat> Uh, learning i had was the behavior the organizational behavior the question you were asking is the collaboration the enhanced collaboration like we all were from very different backgrounds like we don't uh, we haven't worked with each other we speak very different languages we come from very different upbringing putting all of us together in a team towards a goal in a short timeline mm-hmm. like enhanced collaboration was the key so mm-hmm. we would go work clock in hours and then go to the guest house where we would all stay together and we learned a lot from each other like the way we really became better and i would say <clears throat> unlocking the real value after we learned to work with each other the collaboration that we were able to achieve after we knew each other well that was the key to unlock it so how we like we had to share bathroom like how you would fight for those and you became roommates and you learn from each other this was a short stint just four months Mm-hmm. so knowing people dynamics understanding the diversity where people are coming from that helped us a lot to bring in to work and that changed our lives i would say the enhanced collaboration that came when we learned about each other started trusting each other that was unlocking transformational behavior i have seen personally and since then i've always emphasized that as a success to any team or a company that that's a great story and uh, i think you guys have seen the positivity during those kind of uh, circumstances and made the best out of it now let's move and talk about another element of leadership which is about conflict resolution right so what are some strategies that you have found effective in resolving conflicts or improving communication within an organization got it uh I think when it comes to conflict resolutions <clears throat> it, it took a while for me to realize this like there are two foundational aspects the first one is like conflict is inevitable regardless of who you are uh, how good you are or how bad you are conflicts are inevitable like right? it's yeah. you can see this in your like your mom and dad that's the first conflict you do as a child would have ever witnessed and then you having conflicts with your siblings yeah. that's the second one and then you realize your parent having conflict I think we then in conflicts to team so conflicts are inevitable that is the foundational fact and the next thing i realized was 
conflicts <clears throat> as severe or dense it might be there's always the benefit out of it when you come out of a conflict you either learn and you resolve the conflict or you learn that okay this is not going to work with this person and you move on so there is always a learning so understanding the anatomy of conflict is the first step for me and that is what i still work with my teams on and the next one when it comes to resolution is communication right it mm-hmm. starts with communication it ends with communication so two things i uh, look forward to or i kind of share is communicating the why when you are in a conflict communicate the why like why are you doing this or why is a certain thing in a certain way most often like we don't communicate the why we communicate the what or the how this yeah. is how i want to do this. this is what i want to do this we do not engage in the why so looking at the why is the key thing and then over uh, sharing is a key thing like we do not share a lot during conflicts we hold information and that kind of makes people to assume things mostly for the worst and then it adds to the conflict so understanding the why communicating and oversharing would be uh, like couple things we can do to resolve conflicts and remember conflicts are always good in terms of getting something good out of it super yeah if there is no conflict i think there is something wrong and conflicts need not always be negative or should be treated in a negative way there Very is something true. to learn there, there might be some perspective of others and which might lead to better solutions as as long as we are aligned totally totally i think consensus is good but you have to arrive at consensus if yes. you start then there's no diversity and you will end up doing the same thing yeah got it now let's talk about uh, the balancing technical expertise with uh, leadership skills right so how have you done this to drive innovation and success within your field got it i i think there's one uh, thing i could think of which is asking questions mm-hmm. right and then i'll talk about how we can uh, transform right initially like early in the stages like everyone starts their career as an individual contributor right and then you start doing something even yeah. startup founders i work today they do something and then they create a product out of it so asking the questions this is mostly to learn like to understand what is there what is not there this is to equip yourself and then same again asking questions at this point you are like oh have i seen this problem before how mm-hmm. have i solved before how can i solve it now like identifying patterns pattern recognition those things will help you like again the second phase of where you from an individual you become a leader now so technical expertise is the same you start asking questions and you learn to upskill yourself and then you start identifying patterns as you switch into leadership you will start to notice that <clears throat> the time you spend with technology or anything that is more creative is going to go down you are probably going to lead or probably going to share a vision translate a vision work with people and then you continue to keep the curiosity that's the balance aspect you mentioned right you at this point you are not going to keep amping up your technical skills you are amping up your people skills so be curious to know what's happening out there like for now let's say open ai whatever it is right keep mm-hmm. your curiosity alive right and then finishing it with asking questions this time you are going to ask questions to share knowledge you are going to ask questions to teach other people how to do this so asking question is the key but how you start to learn to identify pattern to stay curious and to teach others that is the uh, key for helping you find the balance between technical expertise and leadership skills got it now let's talk about the second part which is more about 
the technical leadership aspect that you briefly touched upon right so what will be your advice to individuals aspiring to become technical leaders in their respective industries yeah. uh first is to understand right what is technical leadership because this is a very unique field where uh, as an engineer or as any any technical field like as you grow into a leadership role you are still expected to have some sort of uh, expertise or hold command over the topic so the first thing i would say for anyone becoming a leader regardless of technical or not or a people leader first is to believe that you can like this is possible that is the most important thing the next thing i would recommend is find people who you can learn from mm-hmm. again this is the power of collective intelligence you cannot know it all you cannot solve it all know the people know the experts who you can rely on who you can tap into and then third one i'll say be prepared for the journey because technical leadership is more like a journey not a destination it is not that like a phd like once you finish you are done it's not a college education or leadership in itself is a journey so you are going to be learning a lot so being uh, with the people who are learning and being aware that this is going to be a journey is going to be a key uh, for you to be successful as a technical leader Mm-hmm. got it now let's talk about the core of today's conversation around this stem so what initiatives or programs have you been involved to encourage young women to pursue careers in stem or other traditionally male dominated fields great question i i would say the most important thing i mean for audience i believe you all know about stem just to uh, reach right like stem is like science technology education and mathematics today this field is also expanding they are including art as well it's becoming steam and there is a stream which is more like it kind of keeps expanding but let's sticking to stem and a few things the first step for me that opened eyes into this is volunteering in a public school so i live in the bay area and there are public schools here some of them are really good some of them uh, are okay they don't have enough resources depending on which area you are from so i started volunteering in a school and that was my first eye opening experience where you go and see the talents and the resources that they have or they do not have so mm-hmm. that is the first one like volunteering in a school nearby helped me uh, evolve this plan and then that i transferred into a mentoring platform so i am part of a, a three mentoring platforms today where i go mentor women from various backgrounds across the world mainly startup founders also some aspiring uh, leaders helping them understand the industry helping them connect with people those are few things which i have found something that i can bring to the table and that adds value so being part of a mentoring platform is one and lastly this is something i'm very excited about but it's not out there yet which is i'm building a platform where every individual who is interested could get a team of coaches today mentoring platforms are all one on one like you go you have a specific skill you go to someone you learn that skill and always uh, been curious about how c was learned something for example elon musk one day when he was driving he realized that oh the traffic was so bad so i'm going to build a tunnel underneath and i'm going <laughs> to start a company in the boring company same way spacex like how does a person who is a ceo learn things then i started researching more and i found out that 
they have a team of individuals they hire like these are professors phd holders who are really expert industrial experts they bring them in house and help elan learn the things that he is interested in learning in a very short time so i was thinking how is it possible that only <clears throat> i see you can do this so i was wondering how do we democratize this so that's on building a platform now it's not out yet i'll definitely come back and talk about this more as the platform is live where i am starting to bring three to four mentors for a single person with varying skill personal skills professional skills technical skills and that would be your coaching team imagine having a team of coaches for you mm-hmm. so that is a very exciting thing i'm currently building and that is one way uh, i want everyone to get access to the information and the resources that are available today amazing bala i think uh, mentoring platforms are a great way to encourage uh, the next generation and at the same time we also get an opportunity to get reverse mentored in some cases as well yeah right so let's move forward and uh, can you share some successful examples of how you have seen these technology and stem skills being used to address community challenges or to promote uh, social equity yeah totally i would say uh, the recent uh, example is in terms of digital payments and we have all seen post covid how the world has changed to become tactless right how someone who is not having access to the system before now has the key to the entire like so digital payments are uh, are really an unlocker i would i would say so the economy today we are talking about is just value based economy what is happening in an economy is value exchange you have something you sell and there is a party who is interested in buying it and they exchange value it's either in form of money or in some other assets so the value share so digital payments have really unlocked those things so someone recently i'm mentioning they are having a startup in a remote village this is in somewhere deep in mexico right so they do not have good um payment systems there so far pre covid but covid really accelerated it the ecos the mexico startup system very similar to indian one which is really i would say thriving in terms of how do you connect that so this person who is from a very remote village he came to cdmx city to study and then got interested in the digital payments and built an app that was helping people these are like doctors right who are in the city but cannot really um i would say go travel and stuff but then of course money is going to be the key factor so what this person did in their village was they created some sort of a basic zoom version i would say like an extension of a zoom where they get this tele doctrine so like the medical field is not very regulated there so they were able to do this using digital payments and the video conference tool where someone in village could quickly get into a video call with the doctor in a city and for basic symptoms like like skin rashes they were focusing on skin rashes because their village had a specific skin rash problem so they started that with video call and then they it, it is now kind of getting expanded into various uh, use cases they are going beyond just a skin rash situation so taking a photo like sending uh, the payment and then having a doctor to look into it is really really uh, unlocking factor this is where i see equity coming in play because this is putting the power of technology in people's hand who would not have otherwise had access to such 
So that is transformative and this person is building on top of that, which I believe is phenomenal because it is literally life-changing, literally, literally life-altering too. So the digital payment, internet uh, and video conferencing is one thing that they have cleverly used post-pandemic to make this transformation. Amazing. I, I loved all the examples and uh, Bala, this has been an incredible conversation and it's time for us to add some more spice and some more excitement to the episode. <laughs> And I'm going to kick off the second rapid fire round wherein you can answer crispy to the set of intriguing questions. If you're ready, let's get started. Sure. Okay, here comes the first question, first bullet out of the second rapid fire round. If you could have one gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say? Mm, how big is it? Okay, so I think it's really big. I would still, say, um, I would still make it say, yes, you can. Wow. Just three words, but so powerful. <laughs> Good. And what is the most memorable place you have ever traveled to and what made it special? I would say uh, Alaska. This was uh, like a few years ago. It mm-hmm. was a life-altering experience. Uh, one is definitely nature, but what I observed there was um, silence. Like the, I do not know if it is right to say sound of silence, but the silence there, because it's fully nature and there is nothing, it was so quiet. Mm-hmm. It was really a meditating experience for me. Mm-hmm. I would highly recommend going to any place, nature, mainly mountains, where it is quiet and experience. Especially in these modern days, we live in a buzzing world. You're yeah. right from yourself, so everything is always buzzing. So going to a place somewhere that is quiet with nature was eye-opening for me. Mm-hmm. I, even I heard a lot of uh, good things about Alaska. I think it is a must pl- seems to be a must visit place. So Bala, yes, can you describe? Yeah. yeah. So can you describe yourself in just one word? One word, student. Wow, that's so humble of you. <laughs> if you learning source, student. <laughs> Next is like if you could have a conversation with any historical figure, who would it be and what would you ask them? I would say I've been thinking about this uh, always in my thing. Like who is the one person I really want to meet? I was I'm also happy probably I'm also old enough to be alive in the times where this person was living. Is uh, Doctor APJ Abdul Kalam. I have been impressed by his work, not in the space and uh, space research, but also in terms of education and what he wanted to bring to the community. Yeah. The question I would ask is, like, how did he manage to convince everyone in India at that point to invest in the space program? Because India was going through poverty. There were a lot of struggles growing into a nation. And how did he manage to do something which is so into education and space program? which has paved way for us to today, like Chandrayaan, Mangalyaan, like so many things. How do we manage to make people believe? Because as leaders, making believe is the first key. Like I would ask him, how did he do that? (laughs) Agreed. And it's an intriguing question. And uh, let's move forward to the next one. If you could choose any fictional world to live in, which one would be? Which one would it be and why? Fictional world. Okay. I don't think there is a world that exists like this, but I would say I want to be in a fictional world where time travel is possible, but with a condition where you can only go back and you can only watch what's happening and not alter anything. You cannot do anything to it. You can just watch it like 
in a TV. Uh, I'm always curious about what if people had really know the reasons we would not be acting like this. So that's that's one thing. Like traveling back in time would be something I'm very curious. Fascinating. And uh, here comes the last bullet out of rapid fire. What is one electronic gadget or a fantasy gadget that you'd like to see or invent yourself? A gadget, I would say, something that can articulate my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like today, we have a hard time with that, like, and then it creates a lot of conflicts. So something that can articulate your thoughts mm-hmm. instead of writing, writing or speaking, that would be great. I think we are not far. There are research happening in the form of neural links and stuff. So hopefully, in our lifetimes, we could see that. Good one, good one. And let's flip back to the mainstream. So as we conclude our conversation, what is one actionable step or piece of advice you would like to leave our audience with encouraging them to take part in promoting shared humanity equity in stem and uplifting their communities yeah. um, i think i'm going to be a little bit greedy here and tell you two things the first one that you can do right after watching this video or podcast open your networking platform linkedin or whatever you are reach out to a person in your network right mm-hmm. try to find an opportunity to collaborate Just say hi to someone who you work with. Not your friends, but a network that you can collaborate with. You never know the value of network and the power it brings. And you can create a lot of impact. Like one plus one is greater than two. I strongly believe in that. So that is the networking. In the greedy aspect, I would say, go visit a public school near you. Like mm-hmm. it could be anything. Big school, small school, middle school, high school. Just go to a public school, not a private one. Go to a public school. see it first hand it will be a life changing experience super super full and i loved every bit of our conversation and how is your experience being hosted on the guiding voice i would say like i said initially i was not even thinking that this is going to be possible right and then coming to the fact that oh if you can and uh, it is possible now the guiding voice podcast has been i would say my go to when i drive um because like you t- you dial in and then you listen to it on all whatever platforms you go to and the conversations are very wide like it is very thought provoking recent one with random facts or random events those are like really you hear the podcast it is not that what you guys are covering but then it leaves you with so many questions in your mind and you create new ideas about it so i feel the guiding voice the name is really true it is really a guiding voice it is making you think and it is making you create things it is a good guiding factor and i am very very happy to be part of this and this is a great value resource that i would recommend everybody to dial in sure thank you thank you so much for being part of our journey and also all the kind words and i'm glad that you have tuned into it and uh, looking forward to engaging in many more conversations in future so bala thank you once again for spending time with me and my audience today and looking forward to many more and wish you all the very best on all your future endeavors thank you thank you thanks a lot i mean really appreciate you thank you for having me it's a great platform and wish you the best thank you so friends that was our episode with bala and before we jump into the fun trivia section we have a quick request if you haven't already please subscribe to our podcast tgv the guiding voice from wherever you have tuned in because subscribing keeps you updated on new episodes and also if you have enjoyed the conversation and found it useful please share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who would also like the guiding voice so spread the knowledge and help others grow just like you 
Now let's cruise into the trivia segment. So today we had amazing conversation with Bala on organizational leadership, technical leadership, and also a few aspects of STEM, right? So I thought I would present you a few origins or less known facts related to STEM. Here are the three key points about the origins of STEM. First one is historical roots. STEM fields have ancient and deep historical roots with science, mathematics, engineering and technology being studied and practiced for centuries and even millennia. Second is about influence of Sputnik. The focus on STEM education, particularly in the United States, was significantly influenced by the launch of the Soviet satellite Sputnik in 1957. And this led to the perceived need for improved science and technology education. And third is about some early STEM initiatives. The term STEM was not commonly used in the early days of STEM education. Instead, the emphasis was on enhancing science, mathematics and engineering education. And in the 1960s, the National Science Foundation, which is NFS, which is NSF in the United States has started several programs aimed at improving science and mathematics education. So this is all I wanted to share regarding STEM. And in case if you have come across any less known or interesting facts related to STEM or any initiatives which are promoting this STEM initiative, do share them with me if you are watching this video you can comment on YouTube or if you have found this episode on some social media platforms, you can comment there as well. I'm definitely going to review your comments and that's it for today's episode. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in and also for being part of our awesome TGV community. We would love to hear from you. So do not hesitate to share your ideas, feedback, guest speakers, suggestions and the topic recommendations either through our social media channels or you can also email us at the guiding voice for you at gmail.com and let's create content that resonates with you. I'm your host Navin Samala, a lifelong learner and my goal is to have impactful conversations that improve not only your life but also your career. Until next time, take care, stay inspired and remember the future holds great things because the best is yet to come. Goodbye for now. See you all in the next episode with another amazing guest.